Hey, babe. Yes. I love you very much. I love you very much. (laughs) I'm excited to do this little short topic to kind of maybe lead off of where we were talking about before, but we kind of want to talk about how we started and where we're at now when it comes to showing affection affection to each other. Um, I know when we first met, um, we giggled together. We would give hugs every time we saw each other we'd kiss and you can even go down the street and see young people they're always hugged up and kissing and things like that um holding hands strolling through the mall or i don't know different things like that uh looking and gazing in each other's eyes like you did when we first met yes and so you know where are we now what what kind of things do we do now and why do we stop doing some of those things? Why do they disappear? Because we're around, you know, we see other married couples or or newly... Newlyweds. Yeah, newlyweds or, you know, youngsters infatuated with each other. And how, how does that stuff get lost in the middle? Like, you know, how can we keep that, not the sexual thing, but how do we keep the light of fire in the other ways we show each other love without the actual sexual act and so i think that's kind of what we're talking about right there well i think i think that uh that hugging and kissing and holding hands can be as become a sexual thing you know that's i mean you you have people that do that outside of wedlock so and they're driven by that but it's not it's not something that's held in in a way, in a marriage relationship, you know, it's, and I'm not saying that there aren't people out there that don't do, that do that, you know, I'm saying that sometimes, like my wife was saying, is that people will start off in that fashion, you know, staring at each other's eyes, holding each other's hands, giving hugs and kisses, you know, always staying in contact, never wanting to be apart from one another and always looking for that moment, you know, whether we can be around each other or even, you know, just stand and be there at a distance and just be excited that we're in each other's presence, much like my wife and I today, you know, it's like, uh, far too often my wife will say, well, I'm so sorry, you know, I, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm on, you know, the computer trying to do stuff for my job, and, you know, I'm tending to the kids because they're, you know, they want to be with me, and, you know, all week long I don't see them and stuff like that, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm like, you don't have to apologize to me, I, I, you know, I cherish every moment, Is contrast to before, it was like, it was I wanted to be with my wife everywhere we she was, wherever where we went. I wanted to be there. I wanted to talk to her, and that hasn't changed. In fact, I would say that it's been more impressed on my heart to be around my wife. But like I said, in the past, it was yes, like that, but it was more of a puppy love. And now it's a it's a stronger stronger puppy love, if you will, but more with uh, maturity, if you will, too. So and. Yeah. And so I'm saying that I tell my wife that, you know what, you don't have to apologize because I just love being around you, you know, whether you're, you're at a distance where I get to see you. Contrast to when you're working, I can't see you. And so that's why I'm trying to stay connected with her and I send her, you know, a nice picture with I love you behind it and, you know, just stay connected. So that's that's the point of it all so when she comes home we'll see each other we'll hug and kiss and that brings more uh, desire for me for my wife as well as for her which you know 
And I get I get tired a lot earlier now because I'm going all day. I'm up earlier than everybody in the house and I come home and I don't want to stop because my job isn't my life. I still come home and I still want to help the kids. I still want to be around my husband. I still want to do what I can do. But sometimes I come home and I'm too tired and I'm telling him I'm sorry that I don't have the energy to continue to do things. And and he was he's right. He tells me, you know, I don't have anything to apologize for. But what I'll find myself doing is if we're sitting, I make sure I have a, a nice spot next to him on the couch and I'll rub his arm. I'll hold his hand. Um, we'll reach over and kiss once in a while. If I'm already laying down and he's still wide awake, you know, I'm holding his hand under the cover or, you know, just maybe touching his, his thigh or something just so that we still have that feeling of touch between us, even if one of us is super exhausted or not feeling well. And it's very important not to lose that in any moment because health can cause issues and, um, and being aware of those things as well, you know, just, and I think that's where studying your spouse or whoever you're in relationship with is, you know, becomes very prevalent or should be more prevalent. So that way you can better determine how you can better help and serve the person you love, you know, that pays dividends and of course we don't do it because we want something in return we do it because we genuinely care and genuinely want to love and serve our spouse you know so that that makes a big difference in the relationship as well as you know giving hugs and kissing and you know i think uh, our kissing has gotten a little bit more extreme hasn't it we you know contrast to over the years we're and when we it started, down, yeah, it yeah. dwindled down, and then it got back to where we were back then. So I'm, I'm so excited that we are at that place where we're stronger in our intimacy in our marriage, and we can discuss things better as well as do those things like hugging and kissing and holding hands and just being in our in each other's presence, which is such a blessing to me. I can't I can't stress it enough. That's all I want to say. Definitely. And and if you're in a car going somewhere, I sometimes put my arm around his shoulder. It depends which car we're in. I mean, the van's a little harder to have the physical contact um, because there's the seats are further apart. But um, sh- stroking hair. Um, my husband likes to play with ears. So I'll play with his ears sometimes. Or, you know, you find like, like you were saying, you find what each person likes. If I've got a, I get migraines sometimes and he'll rub my head, you know, or like not brush my hair, but I guess softly stroke it. Or I'll ask if my wife needs something like some Tylenol or some kind of, you know, um, I don't know. What's that other one? Excedrin, migraine, my favorite. No, I I try not to get headaches too often, but it's being there and seeing. If I know that, you know, he's mentioned in previous episodes he's a diabetic. If I can see he needs something, um, I'll go try to get him something. And I know asking him is hard in those moments, and I do sometimes, but it also depends on what he's in the mood for, what he can handle at the time, depending on how health is going. And so we we watch out for those things, but you can't do that if you don't get to know your spouse, if you aren't paying attention to who they are, not what you want, but what is best for them. And when we're both doing that for each other, it's, it's a intimacy. A lot of people hear the word intimacy and they just think sex. Right. And that's how I used to be. And when you start really learning what intimacy is, is it's a love that goes beyond just the sexual intercourse people have. And so it 
it's uh, it's great to learn more about it. I think uh, a good thought for that is there was some guy that I can't remember his name. I know his first name was Josh. It was some guy that, you know, from somewhere I heard who was teaching one time. And he mentioned this about intimacy. And he said, what is intimacy? Well, it's it can be summed up in three words. In, to, me, see. Or four, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ah, hey, there's a little jokey there. Anyhow, <laughs> but still, intimacy. So that's, you know, for both of us, when we see each other and we know each other. You know, another side of that for me is to think of it as you hear people say, well, know your enemy, right? And we do anything and everything to try to figure out, hey, what are the ins and outs of this enemy that may be coming against me? Well, the flip side of that in a positive fashion is knowing your spouse, you know, and how far are you willing to go along those lines to to find the ins and outs about your spouse, their likes, their dislikes, things they like to do, you know, places they want to go, uh, communications to start and have with one another, movies, you know, foods, you know, taking notes on things that are said over time that your spouse might say and you could pick up on later on and just take notes in your phone or jot them down in a notebook so that you can use them for future gifts if you will you know whether it's anniversaries birthdays christmas things like that so and and our dear listeners don't think that what your spouse wanted 10 years ago will be the same thing they want 10 years later right and so we evolve we change we take from each other. My husband and I, our personalities have meshed a lot over the 31 years we've been together to where I'm a little more like him and he's a little more like me and how we first met. And so the education of your spouse is never over. The learning, it's just like, you know, we've heard some people talk about you start out in elementary, you go to middle school, you go to high school. And then there's levels in college. There's associates, there's bachelors, there's masters, there's doctorates. (laughs) Like you're continuing to learn and it never stops. And that's how you should look at your spouses. You can never stop learning who they are because they're evolving just like you are. The things you like to eat change, the places you like to go changes. Um, What you will sacrifice on your end if you're not a sports fan. Will you go with your spouse to that sports? event you know things like that it's it's the sacrificial things you'll you'll change for yourself for them and you may find yourself liking those things and to go a little further on what my wife was saying is to you know we recognize the weather you know over time the different seasons there's summer there's winter there's spring there's fall well same thing could also apply to a relationship you know when you're looking and studying your spouse you're recognizing those falls those springs those how they're feeling in the winter moment in the heat of the moment as a you know a summer if you will or your relationship how that works and it that's a good analogy for you to use is what are the seasons that you might be enduring even right now, possibly in your relationships out there to all you listeners, all you in the audience out there. So that hopefully that could be a little helpful for y'all to ponder and, and use and implement into your relationships along the lines. Definitely. Well, please let us know what else you'd like to hear about. We, we would love to share how we have managed 31 years and still together um, with our gobs of children and many multitudes of grandchildren now right. and on the way. And we pray and hope that our future is 
Many so more many years. more, yeah, so many more years together. We hope we live long enough to see all of our children grown up and as well grandchildren. As, right, as well as to be able to share more insight over this podcast to help our listeners. <laughs> Definitely. So y'all have a very blessed day and thank you for listening. All right, this is D Crow and Mama Jen. <laughs>